before. Thank God for healing. Thank God for just the liberty in worship. Just feeling the presence of God in such a great way. Hallelujah. Thank God for the preaching of his word. I don't say this to exalt myself in any way. God gets the glory, but it is necessary. The Bible said God chose the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Amen. And I, I am uh, just, you know, I feel like just Paul was talking about it in 2 Corinthians. He said, I, I preached hard for a while and preached against sin for a while and told you how to deal with that sin for a while and and I didn't feel real good after I was done preaching but I saw that it had an effect that helped you get things right and now I just I'm I'm all right amen and uh sometimes you know we have to preach hard and we have to preach straight and and I know there's been a lot of I've had a lot of could tell stories and you know how they say you could write a book I could write a book or so Amen. And just a lot of folks say, well, you know, I'm not saying it's not the Bible, but it's just the way you come across. You better just worry about what the Bible says. Amen. If you're looking for great personality, I, I, this is just what I got. Amen. And uh, I'm, I'm stuck with it. I guess you're stuck with it. I'll do the best I can, but let's stay with the word. Let's stay in the word. Amen. And we uh, we need it. And this morning we talked a lot about sin and selfishness and self-righteousness and how it, it affects the battle. Amen. Amen. But uh, tonight I feel like God has has something to, to help somebody who's hurting. And if you're not hurting tonight, well, praise God. Maybe you might need this for later on. But I'm telling you about several weeks ago. I might be able to say several months ago. I just sat down and wrote some things that were on my heart, just a, a list of things, facts about hurt, and just some things that were on my mind. And uh, and I didn't know if I'd ever get around to it, but I felt to do that. And here we are, turning to Psalm 84. We're going to talk about hurt. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your your compassion, Lord, to those that are hurting. Thank you, Lord. You know we're just, Lord, flesh and bones. And you know, Lord God, our frame, Lord. You know the our weakness, God, and we need you, God. I'm praying for your people, God, that you'll help us learn, help us to trust you, and help us to to obey you, Lord, even when it hurts, God. We'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. amen. 84. Psalm 84. How amiable. Now, if we would say somebody or some some place is amiable, we'd say they're friendly. That's how we use that. It really probably more in this context is talking about how pleasant, but, uh, but the church ought to be friendly nonetheless. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. This guy liked to go to church. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart, my flesh crieth out for the living God. Drop down to verse five. Blessed, somebody say, I'm blessed. Blessed is a man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them. Listen to this. We're going to get back to this. Who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. Drop down to verse 10. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I don't care what kind of life you had outside of living for God. One day is better than a thousand in the world. Amen. Living for God, amen, on your worst day is better than your best day out there without hope, without salvation, without mercy. Amen. Better for a day in thy court is better. Somebody say better. Better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in tents of the wicked. Amen. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. I'd rather have maybe the, the lowest place that I can just be a blessing and a help. I'm blessed to be in church today. You ought to get that idea in your mind. You ought to get that just in your head. Lord, I just want to be useful. Amen. If I could just hold the door for somebody, if I could just be the least of blessings, that's better than dwelling in the tents of the wicked any day. Amen. 
For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will be withheld from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. God bless you. You can be seated. I'll tell you what, if you want to live for God, he's going to be good to you. I've talked to people already. I heard them. They don't usually talk to me. They tell somebody else. But they'll say, oh, I tried living for God. And, you know, I, I didn't get blessed. And I didn't. this didn't come together for me. And I hear how, hey, I'll tell you what, praise God. They, you, you live for God the way you need to live for God. You turn away from sin and you, you avoid it with every, everything in your being. God's going to be so good to you, you're not going to be able to handle it. He daily loads us with his benefits. Amen. He overtakes us with his blessings. Can somebody say amen? Amen. He's good to his children. Amen. His goodness does not mean that we don't go through troubles, trials, tribulations, battles, storms. Anybody know these are all Bible words for trouble? Amen. Amen. Valleys. Hallelujah. All these shadows of what it means to just go through hard times. And I could spend the rest of this service, and I was just telling somebody, I rarely preach even up to an hour, let alone over an hour, but I could go way over time just talking about how good God is. Amen. I could. I could start talking about how many blessings and how many miracles he's done for me and how good he is to me, and I could go on and on and on and on. Amen. But I would, uh, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that I've heard a few times. Uh, Can I say it this way? I'd be lying to you if I didn't say I don't carry hurt with me many times. Amen. Praise the Lord. A lot of folks, it just seems like, well, it's like the seed that was sown into shallow ground. Don't be a shallow Christian. Don't be a a, a, a good time, a good time Christian that everything the Bible says it was just shallow. It didn't go down deep. If you get this down in your heart, you're going to be able to survive some storms. Amen. Amen. But listen to me. Praise God. God's got a plan even in your pain. God can be good no matter what you're going through. He will be a friend and he will guide you. But the Bible says in one place that man is born unto trouble goes on and says, as the sparks fly upward, does anybody kind of say, I kind of think I know what he's talking about. I think sometimes it's just, uh, it's just like that. Praise God. But we go through some, some hard times living for God. Doesn't mean everybody's going to agree with you. Hallelujah. But I want God to be on my side. I want to be on his side. Amen. Living for God doesn't mean I'm always going to be everybody's best friend. The more you live for God, the more you decide to, 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 to make decisions, when you decide to make decisions, you make up your mind. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to love him. Praise God. And there's going to be some kickback from the, the devil. There's going to be a, some kickback from people. There's always been those sit back and they're in their heart envious of you. You'll see it in the word of God. They, they want to have the courage to step out and do something right. They want to have the courage to get out of all the 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 ruts that they're in and all the things that are causing their, their life to just, just not be blessed. But instead of saying, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and live for God too. They will criticize, condemn and mock you. But you're just going to go ahead and live for God anyway. And that's not always easy. I wish everybody just thought I was great. Amen. I like having friends. I wish everybody was my friend, but I'm not willing to sell myself, sell my soul. Amen. I'm not willing to to sell my relationship with God. Amen. Hallelujah. So so you have to deal with hurt. Sometimes uh sometimes just just uh people can be cruel. I'm not just talking about problems in the world. I, you know, uh sometimes things break down and sometimes things don't go right, but but hurt really happens when you care. When you care. Amen. When it matters to you. Praise God. I, I, you know, I, I can't say it's just nothing, but usually it's a, just a little bit more than nothing, not much more than nothing. When, when people that you don't hardly know or people that are around you, you know, they might say something 
uh, foolish or something negative or something that is mocking you. And, you know, you just keep on going your way because, you know, that's just childish. But when somebody you care about, has, it does something that, that hurts you, praise God, it's because you care. Amen. And so Jesus lived his life. He was a man acquainted with grief. He understood sorrow, the Bible says. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. I believe it says in, in Isaiah 53. And, uh, he, was, uh, he understood what it was like to be betrayed. He understood what it was like to be hated. He came unto his own, and his own received him not, the Bible says. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to be the sons of God. So he knew what it was like to be rejected of men. Amen. He was despised. He was rejected of man. Amen. He understands what it's like. He didn't give us an example that said every time you do right, everybody's going to stand up and cheer. Amen. He gave us an example that every time you stand up to do right, you'll be crucified. Amen. He gave us an example that every time you dedicate your life to serving, to loving, to giving, amen, you are going to be hurt. God so loved the world, absolutely, but you cannot say, praise God, the nails didn't hurt. Amen. The lashes upon his back with with everything in his heart and mind to do the right thing for you and for me didn't hurt. Amen. The crown of thorns hurt. Amen. For nothing that he did wrong, but for his love and for his kindness, he was delivered over to this this pain, praise God. It says in verse 5, blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. Praise God. My strength in my own self will cause me to have a hard heart, will cause me to stop caring. It's not a matter of, I don't care what anybody says about me. It's really a matter of saying, God, I care more about doing well. So I can hear well done. <laughs> it's not, I don't care what anybody says. No, I guess really in some ways I really do. But I care more about what God says. So I have to go to him for strength. I got to go to him and let him fill me with his strength. That I can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Praise God. My own strength will cause me to, to be to be angry and bitter. My own strength will cause me to fight back. Amen. To feel like I have a, to spend a lot of time defending myself and wasting my time not being able to really do what God wants me to do because I'm too busy trying to prove to everybody that couldn't care less anyway how good I really am and how good my motives really were. Hey, that's my strength. It just is a waste of time. But blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. That you can just say, God... I'm, I'm moving on. I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm, I'm gonna grow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move forward. I'm gonna keep doing right because of your strength in me. Amen. How many know that there's a lot that God's called us to that we can't do on our own and we never could do on our own, but through God. Amen. We're gonna make it. Hallelujah. It talks here in verse six about this valley. Some of you I know are familiar with it. Passing through the valley of Baca. It's a valley, literally the word is talking about a mulberry tree, but really in the original language of Hebrew, it's a word that means weeping. A valley of weeping. Oh, I feel this right now. A place where there are tears, a place where there is pain, a valley of weeping. And you're passing through this valley. But those that have their strength in God go through this valley of weeping. It doesn't say they avoid it altogether. It doesn't say there's a way around it. It talks about those that have their strength in God that go through this valley of tears. Amen. But it says that they make it a well. 
that there are some things that you can do in your time of sorrow, in your time of hurt. Amen. There's some decisions that you can make. There is a mindset that you can have as your strength is in God to have this place, not a desolate place, not a place of loss, not a place merely of pain, but a place where there is a well. How many know the value of a well in the Bible? A place to get refreshing, a place to, place that you can be be uh, uh, strengthened and helped. Amen. A place of uh, uh, where your thirst is quenched. Amen. That the valley for a child of God, that valley of pain, that valley of suffering, that valley of real tears, weeping, that God himself is the lily of the valley. And that those that have their strength in God are moving through the valley, but they've got a friend with them in that valley. And it's not a place of loss. It's not a place of negative, but it's a place of positive. It's a place of strength. It's a place of hope. It's a place where you can be refreshed in God. I want to tell you some things about hurt. I'm not going to take a lot of time tonight, but I want to tell you some facts about hurt. You know, the first thing I got to tell you about hurt is it hurts. Hey, this is going to be a profound list. I, I know you'll be surprised, but I didn't go to school for that. But what I'm trying to tell you is that that uh, what you're facing, what you're going through, it's real. This idea, the power of positive thinking. Amen. We, we face trials. We face things then that you have to realize you're not the only one that's hurting. You're not the only one that's ever felt the, the pain of, uh, of, of rejection, the pain of, uh, of loss, the pain of persecution, the pain uh, of betrayal. You're not the only one. Praise God. And, and it, it does hurt. It's going to sting. I, I, I don't know. Maybe some of you understand. I'm sure you do. You see young people growing up and, and you know, uh, you see them just, uh, Excited about life, excited about their future, excited. And I, and, and I, I don't want to sound like some, some kind of just uh, killjoy, if you will. But, you know, if you're going to do well, you're going to have to realize the hard times come. Right. Amen. You're going to have to realize sometimes things are going to sting a little bit. And it's not always going to go your way. It's not always going to be easy. Amen. I see new Christians a lot of times and they just feel like, man, everything just is, is, is just so easy. And so now, now there's going to be some times where it's going to hurt. There's going to be some times of disappointment. There's going to be some times where, where, where you're going to, going to go through some things that, that maybe even you, you, you have no idea why God, this is happening to me. Amen. I, I feel like I'm doing everything right. I feel like I'm doing everything. Turn with me to second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Paul was a man just like you and I. Amen. He was just flesh and blood. He was just a child of God. And uh, from everything that I can see in the word of God, he was pretty faithful. He gave everything just to be a child of God, to do his will. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. I've got something amazing. I've got something that has strength. I've got something that is eternal. But I've got it in this weak earthen vessel. And that's on purpose, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. God allows us to to face some things, and we've got to recognize, you know, God, if it wasn't for you, I, I couldn't make it. It's not that... It, it's not that I have strength. It's not that I have abilities. It's God in me. That gets the glory. And he says this. He says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. I'm not going to let myself get stressed out. Listen, if you pray, I think that's important. If you pray and you have a heart to dedicate yourself to God and you've got his strength in you, you can have trouble on every side. You don't have to be stressed out. You don't have to lose control. You don't have to start just snapping out at everybody around you. Amen. We don't need to let that be controlling us. We're troubled on every side, but not distressed. We're perplexed. I don't understand everything. Pastor, explain it to me. You understand everything that happens in this world. Now, now we have questions. We, we don't know everything that we're going through and why we're going through it. You don't have to. Not in despair. 
I don't have, I'm not, it's not hopeless just because I don't understand why this is so difficult and why this hurts so much. Not in despair. I've learned a long time ago. I don't have to have all the answers. I just got to keep doing what God asked me to do. I know there's a lot of people that get stuck on this there that, you know, some people that just, I have to know or I'm not, you, you, you can't hold God to that. He's not, he's in charge. You'd have to trust him. I'll, I'll walk when I have an answer. You know what you need to do. Just do that. And then some people kind of get over that, but they're, I'm telling you what, when I see him, I'm going to ask him. Don't waste time. So, well, we got a lot of time. Yeah, but you know what? You could be doing better things in heaven than that. Praise God. I'm going to ask God why I had to know. Just, just don't let it go. Give it to God. Cast down your cares. Casting your cares upon him. Persecuted. Not everybody's going to love you. Just keep doing right. I heard a man say this. I had to deal with this. This was not easy. I'm going to be very, very transparent with you. Um. Years ago, very early in my ministry, um, I shared this with my wife here just a few days ago. Uh, well, let me say this. I, I had to deal with something. I really, God brought me to a place where I had to deal with it. And I heard a preacher just recently. I saw something online, just a little clip of a message. And the man said, you know, when you give God your sins, when you start out with him. But if you're going to do anything for God in ministry, you have to give God your reputation. Because people are going to. They're going to hate you and they're going to attack you. And you have to just let that go and just keep doing good. Just minister, just serve, just love people. And uh, you're not going to get everybody's approval. And very early on, I realized, God, that that was more important to me than it needed to be, approval. I really had to deal with that. God told me that that's you're going to have to risk people that you care about deeply looking at you and saying he's a failure. Is how God told me. He said, and you're going to have to just go ahead and be what I called you to be. Do what I called you to do and let them think you're a failure and you'll hear well done from me. And that's what you're in this for. So, praise God, we are persecuted. Praise the Lord. Persecuted, but not forsaken. You can say, oh, somebody, you know, we can be like Haman. Do you remember Haman in the book of Esther? He had the whole kingdom bowing before him, and Mordecai would not bow to him, and he he wanted to murder them all because of that. He could not stand one person. It just obsessed him day and night. Why won't that man bow to me? You know what? He, what what a narcissist. What an ego. Amen. One person said something about me. So what? Time to grow up and get over yourself. Persecuted, but not forsaken, because God's with me. Cast down, but I'm not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of also the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. That's the goal. The goal is that God manifested Himself to me. He showed Himself real to me. Now I want Him to manifest Himself through me. That others can see. And the fact of the matter is, Jesus was not the most popular that walked the earth. People hated him. People tried to ruin him. Amen. So when Jesus manifests himself through you, that doesn't always mean that everybody's going to want to be your friend. But you just got to go ahead and live for him. So pain hurts. Hurt hurts. Amen. Shocking truth, but you have to realize we're talking about something very real. Number two, let me tell you something about pain. You're going to survive. You're going to be all right. I'm telling you, I've, this may seem like a like a no-brainer to some of you, but I've seen people hurting and they feel like, hey, this is the end. I can't make it. No, you're going to be all right. You're going to get through this. With God, you're not only going to survive, you're going to be better if you follow God. If you don't crumble and give up and go back, you're going to be better. You're going to be okay. Everything in you when, praise God, you, you, you feel that pain. It's like when you're going through a, uh, down the hallway in the dark and you bang that little toe in the doorway. and You're going to die and it's all over. No, you're going to be all right. You're going to make it. 
And there's going to be more banging and bruising and, and all that down the road, too. I know that sounds like a horrible thing to say to somebody who's hurting, but listen to me. Praise God. You're going to be okay. Amen. There's nothing that's taking you. It's not common to man. God knows how to get you through it like he's got other people through it. God knows how to be a, a friend to you and help to you. You just got to keep your eyes on him. I'm not telling you that you don't have to worry about it and everything's going to work out. No, no, no. You better follow him. Amen. Here's a, here's a very commonly misquoted verse. And it's not that important if you misquote it because it's a word people skip, kind of sneak in there. But Psalm 46, one, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. trouble. You know what people say? Time of trouble. It's not time of trouble. It's just trouble. doesn't matter, but I'm going to tell you anyway. God is our refuge and strength, very present help in trouble. He's there for you when you're in trouble. Follow him. Let him lead you. Amen. He'll guard you in a refuge. He'll give you the strength that you need. Amen. He's very present in trouble. Let him, let him guide you. You'll be all right if you keep your eyes on him. If you shut down and start acting, help me God, I'm just going to be blunt. You act like an idiot every time something goes wrong. You're going deeper in a hole. Amen. Every time something hurts, you revert back to flesh and carnality. You're digging a hole. Amen. And after a while, it's going to be too deep to get out of it. You need to follow God. Amen. Oh, I, I do pretty good when it's easy. That's not, that's not a lot to brag about. You got to start doing good when, when the pressure's on. You got to start doing good when the hurt comes by and be able to say, you know what? I'm going to pray when it hurts. I'm going to forgive when it hurts like Jesus. Amen. Uh, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to bless when they curse me. Amen. You know, I hope you know. Praise God. A lot of times I've heard preachers preach that and it was like, well, they curse me. That means they're saying nasty things to me. So that means I'll just say nice things. But you know what I'm thinking inside. No, when you're being cursed by somebody, I think it's more than just them saying nasty words. It's when they're vexing your spirit. When when they're they're sucking the life out of you. When when it hurts. Amen. I'm going to do good to them to despitefully use me. That means they're using me for the wrong reasons. Amen. You're being used and abused. Amen. But you're going to turn around and do good for them. You're going to be kind to somebody. You're going to love somebody and you're not going to get anything back for it, but a bunch of pain and a bunch of hurt. And God's going to say, hey, I'm going to put that on your tab and I'm going to do good for you. Amen. I'm going to do good to somebody that's not going to do me good. Hey, I'm going to love my enemy. Amen. I'm going to bless, be a blessing to someone who's anything but a blessing to me. And God says, now you're doing something that only the Holy Ghost can do. Because anybody, the, the rankest sinner, can go ahead and be good to somebody who's been good to them. And can hold a grudge to somebody who's been bad to them. It takes God's mercy and God's kindness and God's love in you to think more about what you're getting out of this and more about their soul and more about, help us, Jesus, to do good for somebody that's not going to do good to you. Say, well, what if they just using me? Well, praise God. They've done that to God already. He's going to, he's going to, you're getting your paycheck from him, from God, not from people. So with God, you're not only going to survive, but you're going to do a lot better if you hang on and follow God in it. And God will teach you. Number three, God will teach you. He'll build character in you. He'll draw you closer. He'll teach. Hey, we need to be schooled. Anybody ever learn anything the hard way or am I the only one? I'd much rather learn something from somebody else that's been through it. I want to do my best to help somebody learn that's not been through it. A lot of times I know people just, oh, you know what? They got to make their own mistakes. How foolish is that? If you feel like you need to make your own mistakes and you don't want godly counsel from people that God's put in your life, you're playing a fool. You need to be able to say, you know what? I God's put people in my life that have been down a road that I don't have to suffer like they suffered because they can help me. Amen. God will help you. I heard somebody say a long time ago that. That uh, the old timers used to say, don't uh, don't let tears go to waste because there's a lesson to learn. Some of you understand this. I've heard you say it even recently. 
I've been through some hard times, but I feel like it's just God helped me learn some things. God's God's teaching me some things. Not every lesson. I, I've never been too many times in test time that I felt like it was a good thing. Amen. And test time in the spirit, test time is putting you under the on in a challenge. But God's going to help you graduate. God's going to take you. A lot of people they want to graduate, but they don't want to go to to the test. Amen. They want to get they want to move on, but they can't pass a test. Every time things get tough, they start acting like, well, something comes out. Well, why is it still in there? Start acting like going back to those old ways that you said were passed away and all things all things became new. Praise God. God's going to teach you. Sometimes God's going to teach you when it hurts. Pay attention. Pay attention to that still small voice. When you hurt, that's when you need to hear God the most. He's going to teach you how to how to have godly character. There's a lot. Can I tell you, there's a lot of things that we could say are part of being a Christian. A lot of things that that we believe in. Amen. But none of it really matters without godly character. You can shout and speak in tongues and you can. But if you're not living right, when you stop shouting and dancing, amen, you can. Hallelujah. You, you can uh, look holy and and, and have a a, a a standard of modesty and and, and 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 sanctification and say there's a lot of things I I, I, I want to. Hey, that's part of it. I believe in that. But but if you go home and and you're living Hallelujah, like the devil. Godly character. And God will teach you godly character. He'll there's some things that you learn in the fire. The Bible says don't count it strange concerning the fiery trials which are to try you. There's value in those fiery trials. Say, Oh, you know, when I when I get hurt, everything's wrong. Are you kidding me? There's value there. It's more precious than gold that's tried by fire. When you consider the the he says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Amen. That these trials and these tests, they're going to help you grow and help you learn and, and, and help you mold and be molded and shaped. I, I love. There's just something about a, a saint that has been through some battles. Somebody that's uh, seasoned. Somebody that's. That's been through some hard times and there's a richness there that, you know, that they're not fly by night. They're not fair weather Christians. They've learned some things that's got my attention. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, some of you that have been through some hard trials, praise God, that, that you're, you're valuable to this church. You've stood firm and you've been faithful and through a lot of adversity in your life, you're valuable. Your testimony is valuable. Praise God. That gets my attention. I want to hear it. Somebody's been through some, 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 some heart wrenching, tragic things that, and say, God's still faithful. I'm still praising him. I still love him. Amen. Praise God. You're going to get my respect and you're going to get my attention. God will teach you. There's lessons to learn. It's not an excuse to fail. It's not an excuse to fail. You will never stand before God and say, I did not obey you. I didn't follow you. I didn't do right. I didn't do well, but I still want to hear well done because you don't know how hard it was for me. You don't know what I went through. You don't understand. Just you gonna stand around Paul and James and Daniel and you gonna stand around great men and great women of God and say, God, you don't know how hard I had it. I could have lived good if it was easier, but you allowed all these things in my life. You can't blame God for your unfaithfulness. It's not an excuse to fail. Pain is not an excuse to sin, to give up, to fail. And like I said earlier, so eloquently to act like an idiot. It's not an excuse. Say, oh, I'm sorry. I just was going through a lot. You need to have Self-control. You need to not let your emotions rule you. It's going to hurt. Don't act like it's some strange thing that has happened to you. You've got to stay in control. 
Amen. And you can't start treating people around you disrespectfully. You can't treat people around you like like uh, like a sinner. Amen. That doesn't care about people. That doesn't. That's selfish and self-centered. It's not an excuse to fail. It's not an excuse. Oh, you know what? I, I gave up and I I did some horrible things. Listen to me. Sin is. You're still responsible for that. You're still in control. Hallelujah. You're still in control when it hurts. You still have a choice to make. There's a lot of people that don't believe that. They think because things didn't go their way, now they can just go ahead and do everything that, that you know, their flesh desires and then turn around and blame it on hurt. No. No, it's not true. you got to still live for God. you got to still do right. Say, brother, you don't know how hard that is. Well, you should pray more. Amen. Because you need the strength of God in you. You need to get the Holy Ghost in you. Praise God. That'll bear fruit of the Spirit. Patience. Amen. Temperance, which is self-control. Amen. All these things will be in you, and that's God's strength in you. Say, it's so hard for me to live for God when I'm hurting. Hey, it's, it's, not, it's impossible for you to live for God on a good day without the Holy Ghost. Excuses. Are not valid just because I, I was hurt. Somebody did me so bad, you don't know how low I was. That doesn't mean go back to your, to your sins. That doesn't mean go back. Oh, now you don't understand. I had to, I had to go back and, and you know, I just was really hurt and I went back to, to what? To vomit? God wasn't enough. You were hurting, so now you're drinking, doing drugs, smoking. Whatever you think now, that's okay because I really had a rough day, and that's and that's all. That's all you know. You don't think prayer is better than all that put together? Oh, I called up my old buddies, my old friends, my what? God's gave you better than that. Well, you don't know how bad I was hurting. You haven't lost control. Not in God. God's going to help you do right. You know what Paul and Silas did in the midnight hour? Backs beaten in chains, thrown in prison. They sang praises so loud that the prisoners heard them around. Amen. They made a choice. They weren't some goofy people that just like, hey, I don't care. It doesn't hurt at all. Isn't this great? I'm having the best day of my life. I'm going to sing. They weren't weirdos. They were hurting. And they made a choice to praise God. They made a choice to just give God glory. Amen. Hurt is not an excuse to fail. You have to choose to win. You have to choose to act wisely and not blame other people. Well, it's, you know, I know I probably did wrong, but, you know, my wife did a whole lot worse because the way she treated me. What a sorry excuse for a man I would be. Amen. If I blamed her for losing control of my salvation, I've got to repent because she made me do it. Does that sound like a, like Adam's poor excuse for leadership? Yeah, I know I did wrong, but I'll tell you, somebody really, you really, really pushed my buttons and made me feel, you know, you don't have that power over me if I don't give it to you. Isn't that right? When you're full of Holy Ghost and God's got control over you, that means people cannot make you do something you shouldn't do. Well, I lost control because I was hurting and somebody really hurt me, so I did some things I'm not proud of. What a bad excuse. You handed them the driver's wheel? You chose to do that. You... You're still in control of your life, and you've got to take responsibility for your actions. You've got to take responsibility even when you're hurt. Say, but brother, I'm hurt. Go to Jesus. Get strength from him. Don't revert back to to your carnal nature that does what it wants and then blames somebody else. Somehow you feel like, you know, Samson, he is... uh, such a great example of uh, of bad leadership, <laughs> of being just a complete loser. You know, his parents were looking for godly, uh, a godly spouse for him, and and he is like, I want her. She pleases me well. 
It's like Neanderthal language. There's like, come on, isn't there anybody that's godly? No, I want that one. She pleases me well. And he goes on his life just living, you know, after what's, you know, what pleases him well. Always seeking revenge. In one place he says, you know what, I'm going to do this thing, but I'll be less guilty than the Philistines. That's not something to be excited about. The Philistines were the enemies of God. I'm not as guilty as they are, but you're still guilty. You're still wrong. Well, if they wouldn't have done this, then I wouldn't have done... You can't... You take responsibility for your actions. Don't blame the Philistines. Don't blame the people around you. Well, they made me do it. The devil made me do it. That was an old one. We talked about that not too long ago, I think. Devil made me do it. Devil can't make you do anything. Well, I didn't really... You had control. Well, you know, you can't control what you look at. You can control your eyes. You can control your tongue. Amen. You control what you focus on in your mind. Amen. You can control how long you let the devil talk to you. You can control what room you're in. You can leave. Amen. You have a lot of control and you start blaming everybody around you. I don't care how. Listen. You can use this kind of idea. Well, you need to pity me because I hurt really bad. A lot of people been through a lot of trouble. A lot of people been through a lot of heartache. It's time to start taking responsibility for yourself. Make choices to do what strengthens you. Make choices that's going to take you into God's best for your life. You got to realize that others have battles too. You can't allow yourself to think you're the only one. Nobody really understands what trouble is. Nobody really understands what pain is. Have you read your Bible? I think they understood from the very beginning to the very end what trouble was. And if they all understand that, and God sure understands it because he led it there, maybe we understand going through trouble too. Amen. Maybe the question isn't whether you're all by yourself, but whether you really want help or not. Whether you want to excuse your behavior based on the fact, well, nobody knows just how hard I have it. Nobody knows how bad it hurts. I want to tell you something. Praise God. There's no temptation that's taking you. It's not common to man. But with that temptation, God's going to make a way of escape. He's faithful. He's faithful. I don't want to downplay anybody's pain. I don't want to downplay life that hurts. I want to be there. I want to be a friend. I want to be a help. I want to help you go forward. I don't want to help, but I can't help somebody justify themselves, justify bad behavior. Amen. Justify bad decisions. Justify... Self-destruction. So many times you just see folks and you say, you know what? They, they go, they're saying, oh, you don't know how much trouble I have. But you know what? They are their own worst enemy. That's the truth for all of us, isn't it? You've got to realize it's not just you. And my last point, my seventh point, what you need to do is you need to look ahead to a time that God's going to use you to have compassion on others who hurt. And God will bring bad, bring good from the bad. God will bring blessing from a trial. You might not see how it's going to happen right now, but you've got to recognize if you will hold on and follow God through this, God will use you because the church needs people who have weathered some storms. There's going to be people that you come in contact with that they're going to need their, your testimony. Say, you know what? I didn't do what was easy. I did what was right. And I'm so glad I did. You, they're going to need somebody that's already been through some things. And you're going to be available and say, listen, listen, it wasn't the most convenient thing that when I made choices. But you know what? God helped me. And I'm so glad I let him. In Acts, the 14th chapter, you don't really have to turn to it. You can if you want to. But Paul and Barnabas are on a missionary journey. And they're starting little churches here and starting little churches there. And after the Bible says in chapter 14, verse 21, they preached the gospel to that city, taught many, and returned again to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch. And you know what they did? They went back to a church. They started confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith that we must, through much tribulation, 
enter into the kingdom of God. You know what Paul and Barnabas did? They said, you know what? We started a little church over here in Antioch, little one over here in Iconium, another one over here in Lystra. Let's go back to these young Christians and strengthen their faith. Because we need to let them know, we understand you're going through some things. You're going to be all right. Let them understand. No, it's not that everything's going wrong. It's not that something something's messed up. It's that through all this tribulation, all the trouble that you're going to face, that's how we're going to make it. Listen, God sees your pain. And he is a good father that loves us, that will strengthen us and comfort us. But he will not enable us to go to hell. He will not enable us. He won't tell us what we want to hear to self-destruct and make choices that are going to damage uh, the life that he has called us to blessing and, and honor. Amen. But he'll teach us and he'll lead us through that pain. Amen. To be better. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we love you, Jesus. There's. Lord, your children here today. So I know, I know, Lord, we we face times where we didn't realize, Lord, that we sometimes very naively thought that there would be less pain, Lord, that there would be less trouble. We didn't realize, God, and our families, the, the battles we would face and how hard it would hit us, God. But you're faithful. God, you're faithful to help us. You're faithful to lead us. Church, this world is... just shaking and reeling with so many battles, so many trials. And sometimes I know you come to church feeling feeling that hurt, feeling that trouble. Stay on the foundation. When you feel like you're weak, pray, pray, and, and know that we're praying for you. Reach out for help when you need help. God's going to help you. Sometimes we stumble. Sometimes we make mistakes. And God's faithful to build us up again. But make no mistake. That we can't just continue on and continue on and continue on. Just living a life full of regret. And say, well, you don't know how hard it is for me. Jesus said, take up your cross. Deny yourself and follow me. Don't do your will, do God's will. Take up your cross. That's an instrument of, of pain. But you follow him. You live for God and carrying that cross. It's going to be the best life you've ever lived. Not pain free blessed with purpose and direction with help and with God's strength you'll be so glad and one day this Bible says you follow God through every valley of weeping and you make it a well you make decisions in that time of hurt to turn to God and find purpose and find teaching, find help in that valley, you will hear well done, good and faithful servant. Come on, let's pray.